If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Be Can CC podcast. This is part two of the conversation with Liberty White. I don't know why I said it like that. Liberty White. Liberty, 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 Liberty White. Just having some fun. Liberty White. She is a creative director, plus engagement officer, and founder of Chosen Media. So if you have not listened to the first part, you better stop this episode and click on it. And if you've already listened to it, let's continue the conversation with Miss Liberty White. Go back, go back to online. Because remember, Chosen Media started as an online magazine. So tell those stories, do those interviews, put those interviews online, put them on YouTube. And, you know, to, to condense it, because that'll be the part two and three is that's where and that. Four. Yeah, that's where that <laughs> video marketing aspect came in. Snackable, like tell stories in 60 seconds, two minutes, interviews and profiles about what's going on. And that's, you know, where we are today. So how did so so it was all the content you did in Atlanta for one particular network. You moved it to your own thing, yeah. and, but you moved it to Chosen Media, correct? And then so that obviously you sparks. How did it spark to do Chosen Media? I guess you saw a need. Yeah. You must have seen a need with yeah. businesses. I guess it always comes back to like storytelling because you have these businesses out there that are nobody knows about them. Perfect example. I won't mention it, but like when we were talking earlier, it was like, oh, and I have to go to this tomorrow, and you like, I just found out about them. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and, about a particular brunch. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, like, like, you damn, know, I was trying to see if I could get a ticket, but no. And then that, you and know, then, would be a value to you to be in that room mm-hmm. and wanting to go. Well, what was it in the marketing that it didn't get to you? Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. You know, any in order to have a business that lasts, what is the problem you're trying to solve? It's funny you say that because I put that on me. Okay. Like you, you you're saying like, what was the, what was the gap that they missed me? Yeah. But then I'm like, what did I do that enough or online or in terms of my online network that I didn't see it sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's funny that you said that too. Cause I feel yeah. as content creators that we like, that's the constant struggle. Here's the question. This, this is good. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that. <laughs> it's like, how do we, for me, how do I find those, those things? How do I, where do I go to kind of, stay connected to know what's going on in in what in my niche that's the word I was looking for um, in the niche of content creation that I do and just be in the know Uh, like how do you do that like I can appreciate what you're like being so perceptive and like reverse engineering like Mm -hmm. how did I miss that but you've got to think about some of the things that are also to a degree 
against you in that regard where you have algorithms that are working a certain way. So when you click on one thing, now you start getting all this stuff in your feed instead of the people that you wanted to, you know, see. And also like just even even though it's a video statistic, like 85 percent of the content online is like video. Think about having to sift through that. You know, YouTube is a search engine. You don't go to YouTube and all your stuff is there. Sure, you might subscribe to certain people, but if you don't proactively, okay, today, and this is to kind of answer the question, here today is like, okay, here's today where I kind of research everything what's going on in Canada. I, in tw- on Twitter, I have um, some lists Here's my Canadian women in tech. Here's my Canadian women in media. Here's my black Canadians. So you've got to be intentional in setting up systems that you would then go back to. And that would be a way that I would say that you you kind of solve that. Mm-hmm. But then again, the algorithm, because you notice in your feed, it's like, especially on something like LinkedIn, something pops up in your feed and you're like, oh, yeah, you click. Yay. Oh, it passed. It was six days ago because for whatever reason, the way the algorithm worked, you're just now seeing it. So we it's great to have all this access to stuff, but you also, yeah, have got to be intentional Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we mentioned an event, you were at the... Uh, yesterday you attended a phenomenal event. Yes. Uh, there was over 1,200 Black Canadians that gathered downtown Toronto for the uh, Black Professional in Tech Network, B, uh, BPTN. Yes. Uh, B Future. B Future Conference to dis- t- discuss technology, leadership, the future, innovation. And um, how, how, what was that like? That. Was, was that, that was a one day thing? Right? Yeah, it was okay. one day. It was their their first one. They they've done some events, some pop up events, is what I'll call it. They did something in February for Black History Month. They've been to a couple of different cities, but this was the first conference, and it was phenomenal. Like awe is the word that I have like blazing in my head when you walk into. It was at the Western Harbor Castle at the conference center. When you walk into this room, huge, and I shout out. I posted this on Twitter, like. This the user experience was phenomenal because I walk in and there's like um, decals on the floor to direct you oh, nice. from, you know, the front door. There was the Western Harbor Castle. They had um, decals on the wall with some of the speakers. So you're walking in, you're already feeling the experience of before you even walk into the room. And then to uh, be there is when I open the door to see wall to wall, young, mature, veteran, black people in tech and in business and leadership. I think that was the bigger thing to our earlier part of our conversation, like mentors and things like that. Just seeing people that like, oh, now I know that I can tap on you for this kind of information or reach out to you, or I need to start following this person based on some of the nuggets or what they shared during the the summit. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And uh, what was the Toronto mayor, John Tory, joined the conference? How was he received? What did he say? Yeah, he was, I think he was received pretty well. He's smart, smart man. He came out to Drake. So the cool thing (laughs) about it is with each speaker, they had music. And this, again, goes back to user experience. It was, it was a space for us Mm. where, you know, you felt like you're at home and where are you? What conferences are you jamming to between, you know, between sessions? But he kind of just shared. Um, you know, his excitement for the group and what they're doing and the need for talent and that uh, asking other companies to 
come and be walk alongside BPTN. And then he also, one of the things I appreciate that he said is like, eyes are on Toronto right now. And as we figure out, you know, this tech thing and this talent thing, like we are now the um, template that other people are going to look like, look at in the future. And so to be in this room with all these young black people, and again, I'm using young as a blanket statement, but with all these black Canadians, like this is the future that is in the room and for him to recognize that he needed to be in a space with the future that bodes well for, you know, Lee can and his team in, in putting this together. Mm-hmm, for sure. And so what, uh, this is interesting because you, you worked in, in what you do in terms of the digital realm, yes. both Toronto and Atlanta. Yes. What do you see are, the differences in terms of black folks in Canada or in the U S when it comes to either content creation and technology or even just technology or both, how do you see where, where do you see it stands in terms like, are we kind of meeting with the U S is it similar? Are they way ahead? Are we way ahead? Right. I think that there are some areas that um, Canada and I'll, yeah, that Canada's ahead than the U.S. Like, I, like I said, I had to do notes <laughs> for this for this yeah, for this interview. And I, I think it was a couple of years when I so I go back and and forth and even more frequently now because like VR and AR is huge here. FinTech is huge here. And the opportunities for like content creators, because sometimes what we miss is that in the tech, only thinking of the technical side of things, but tech needs content. You you can have a VR, you can't have a VR headset without stuff to look, <laughs> to look at. at. Or, you know, when people think of VR, they mainly primarily think of like maybe gaming, but there are other applications. Training. I have some friends who do, they build out the VR experience and they work with companies to train them on like any kind of company that does maybe construction or things like that, like highly technical skill sets needed. Well, they can save money by putting, allowing their, um, their employees to be trained on the proper way to diffuse this or to put that together so they don't have to fly them to all these conferences. Here's, you know, go through this VR experience and learn this and that. So those are some of the areas that I see like Canada is is ahead. Um, again, going back to the content creation part of things, film and TV and like there's all these grants and there's all these um, programs. I want to say it's the Ontario Multimedia OMDC. I just know the acronym. <laughs> acronym. I can't remember what. You can it, Google that. Yeah, like they have programs that if you have a concept that you can get, I believe it's up to fifty thousand dollars to. Do your prototype. And if you have already started something, there's another tier where it's between fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Really? And I think part of like my heartbeat when it comes to content is helping people get access to that kind of information Mm -hmm. because there is a I went to a meeting earlier this year because they do this grant twice a year and you have to go to the meeting so that you go through that process to figure out how to meet with them one to make sure that you qualify because there's a lot of stipulations, but that could help 
give you a leg up in producing, like even with the studio, like there's just so many things. And so that's where I think that the opportunity in Canada is ripe. I think where the challenges might be is access to the information because, you know, some folks just want to keep it rightfully. So I get them, you know, it's like, hey, that's less competition applying for this grant (laughs) if nobody else knows about it. But where there's that... It's my constant right, battle. Like, like, I'm a human being and me run like, so this podcast was inspired by the group, you know, because okay. yes. we have a Facebook group and that's something it's like that little, that little devil gets on your shoulder and you're like, yeah, but you could keep that information because not everybody. I'm like, no, I can't because yeah. I really believe in what you give is what you receive. And this studio is a perfect example of yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But then the beautiful thing is, and I think this is where um, somebody said this yesterday when comparing like Canada and the U.S., is realizing that black Americans have a couple hundred years on us in struggle and fighting through and like all of that. So mm. when you see certain things happening there or people talk so much about Atlanta and the black wealth and culture there, that is civil rights. Like that's some war that happened for them to get to that space. Right. So I think looking at the just they have they have legacy and there's more you there are more people that live in America. There's a lot more yeah, <laughs> black <laughs> folks is, in North America, yeah. U.S. wise than in Canada. Yeah. yeah. So just looking at, at those differences, I think, again, going back to what the benefits are, I think because we have to work so hard as Canadians, those that, you know, and I was thinking about this, I'm like, Drake was doing his mixtape game for a long time. We were just talking about before, that, and I, yeah. Yeah, a long time before somebody stateside was like, oh, who's this kid? Justin Bieber, you know, like whoever you want to name, who's this kid? And then they, you know, kind of pluck them, help them because there was that infrastructure there. Yeah. Could you imagine if a Julie Black, if a Cardinal official, if a Socrates, if any of those guys started their music now, where they could be? They'd be oh, it'd so be, fast. It'd be such a different story. It, it would, they would be Drake. They, 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 they literally would be. Yeah. It's all the timing, right? Timing. But then it's at the I think that all the time. It's like, but at the same time, you need them exactly. to create the steps to have a Drake. Man, right? snaps <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> it, it's so true. Yeah. So going back to like the differences is because there were all those Harlem Renaissance, whatever you want to say, they had that there first. So now when you see folks, how come it's so easy there? Well, it's it's quote unquote easy because people have paid the way so there's there are blueprints on this side there's still we have a few Mm -hmm. you know now but there's still blueprints being made this whole digital thing it's still a blueprint and it's not just digital it's digital from a cultural standpoint cultural sensibilities and things like that yeah yeah um oh my gosh okay (laughs) I'm going to need you to, I'm going to invite you on the show again. And we're going to, the next time on the show, we'll, we'll, I want to talk about like, how do you create marketing strategies for video and all that stuff. But, uh, but it's all about you right now for this, for this first part. And then in part two, three, four. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you, 
what type of content does Chosen Media create? So Chosen Media, like from the company standpoint, there are two tiers. One is we create content for ourselves, meaning whether they be like in for interviews or coming up with concepts and creating them and then pitching them to like other brands or other organizations. So that's one side. So we call that branded content. Um, the bread and butter and what keeps the lights on is partnering with other marketing or PR firms who in-house we're their we're their video production team. Like we're the ones that help them with strategy. We're the ones that help them figure out. Okay, they've got a conference. Here are some of the things that they could do. Perfect example. Yesterday at the conference, they had video there, but then knowing that this is like a social community, we were capturing some video edit on, you know, in real time and sharing that. So now it's not just this random video that's posted. It is a color corrected sound, you know, sweetened as best as possible on the fly. Right. Because it's, it's producing fast. Yeah. Right? But, you know, helping event planners, event marketers with like their on-site activations with digital content. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. That was a mouthful. That no, was a mouthful. It was good. And um, and then you also do, do you do workshop components? Because I see yes. you. I see that you've yeah. been doing workshops in, uh, in Atlanta, yeah. where you are. Have you done, are you yes. doing it here too? Yes. Like, how are you? Yeah, so I've done workshops here. We um, did a workshop with General Assembly a little while ago. Or what, sorry. So General Assembly bought BitMaker which is the Canadian arm uh, of General Assembly. And that's basically a place where they teach people UX, web design. Um, There's some other product development. So we were helping them with like having a conversation to help like people who are making the transition into tech. So it's Tech Talent Talk was what it's called. But 100 Small Biz is the name of that, like our educational piece where we help small businesses, but then also marketing professionals who might not necessarily have the skill set that they will, you know, if they need to re-up their Google Analytics, because there's so many pieces in this like digital marketing story or ecosystem, mm-hmm. like it's a you, beast. you're always learning. You <laughs> always, you can Google and Googling is great. And I'm a big proponent of Google. I still have to Google a lot of stuff, but if you can kind of cut down the time that it takes you to learn something, so per, let's use this as an example, podcasting. I can come to, you guys could host a podcasting workshop. Yep. And I'd come and be like, okay, so you're just going to, you're going to cut down the hours of research that you guys had to do to find the right equipment, the right lights, the right, all of that. So now, oh, the blueprint, the blueprint, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a series right there, the blueprint. So, How to create your blueprint <laughs> right. as a content creator in your niche. Super facts. There we just go. did it. Boom. 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 T- <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, so the, now I'm going to pay you for whatever you want to do it free, but when you, whether paid and I'm a big proponent of when you give value that you just have to figure out how to monetize your value. And so with that, you know, do this workshop. Now I come in and I learn what it is. You give me a checklist. You tell me, you give me the links to Amazon or Kijiji to buy the stuff. You've just, again, saving time. You've saved me time and accelerated my my process to execution to actually get my podcast live. Mm-hmm. So we help people in those areas. Oh, that's so dope. And, and so small, uh, 100 small biz, 100 small biz. Yes. And you are, you're still doing that. Is that a yearly yes. thing that you do? It is almost like a monthly. Okay. So we do have a meetup group online so that if we have like an online, cause that's being, you know, being in both sometimes it's like, okay, it does not make fiscal sense <laughs> to, to come back or to be there. And we'll do like online workshops and, 
teaching people, again, Google Analytics, video marketing, editing, video editing, um, storytelling, the the gamut as it relates to helping people get their business out there. Because a, a lot of times folks, and the reason I say like video marketing is I think people confuse video production, which is the very technical side of things, yeah. and the marketing side of things. So you can create a video, but if you can't get it in front of your audience, then what was the point? The point yes. So that's where we came up with the CEDAR method, content, equipment, distribution, analytics, and repeat. Wow. So you get that in your head and it's like it makes it now it makes it easier because people do get overwhelmed. Like, I want to be like, you know, black content creators and I want this podcast. No, you got to sit down and walk through these steps to get there and then you'll be good for whatever your respective space is. Mm -hmm. So that's where, yes, the 100 small biz. And I think right now some of the easier parts is like putting out the content on social and in our group to help people with that, to kind of ease people in, kind of help them with the DIY side, but then also corporate training when necessary. And so you, and you say you do this online, where can people find that out? Yes. If you go to 100smallbiz.com, that is like a landing page for our Eventbrite and you can find out there and our meetup group go to 100 small biz and there's that community there where you can find out whenever we're doing events. And then if you follow I am Liberty or chosen media there, we always like um, repurpose content as well. Sweet. What do you, so before we wrap it up and I'm definitely going to invite you back because we have to talk about like We've just marketing the strategy or, or things like that. Um, what do you wish you had known uh, when you started out your content creation? Like, what did you wish you knew now that yes. that uh, I think a lot you of would have known, you know, to use then that you know now? If that makes sense. Yes, <laughs> I wish that I knew to trust my gut and to trust that I know what I know. Because as a content creator, if you think about it, it's like what's inside that we really are pouring out and sharing with the world. So you can't really seek validation from the outside world to to a degree if you're doing something that's new or uncharted. Because I think there are a lot of content creators that are trailblazers and they just don't realize it yet. Because creating content is so personal Mm. that in that, you know, it's like, oh, is it, is it good enough? Is it right? You're looking outside at what everybody else is doing and trying to measure to that, but not realizing that in you creating content, you're bringing something special and unique to the place. Sure, you might need to make sure like QA, quality assurance, making sure it's on point from that. But overall, you probably got something not for everybody, because that's a mistake we make is we put something out and we want all these likes and all this stuff. No. You're trying to appeal to like as big of a masses as possible. Yeah. And that's just. Those days are so far behind us. It is better for you to have a community of maybe 100 people who come and check for you. You know, our phone is, is so personal in the morning. The first thing you get up is you open your phone, you're on IG, wherever you are. Better to have 100 people that are going to your page every morning and building community with them than trying to reach like 10,000, 100,000 and not being able to to 
um, to monetize that or build with them. And I think um, Ricardo said that, you know, his email list, you know, in having that email list anywhere he goes, whatever he does, he knows he's bringing that community with him. Mm. So those hundred people, those 10 people, those 20 people who are your champions, that's where we are. It's, a, you know, Gary Vee says that a lot of times with like this attention con- uh, attention industry, like you're trying, you're fighting for people's attention. So if you have the attention of those people, those loyal people, like do them justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. Gary Vee, love, yes. love that guy. Yes. Um, and do you, so what's, you talked about collaboration because, you know, one of the things I, when I started the group is I got this huge sense when we started doing podcasting, um, this great sense, especially in the black American community of right away coming together. And yeah. I think when we started podcasting, there wasn't many of us there. You didn't have what you, the type of podcast you have today. Not at all. It was very like, you didn't have the read, you didn't have all these kind of shows that we know now, Jesus and Nero. I yes. mean, we oh, were like way before, right? And so there was a sense like we have to come together and just, you know, push each other and collaborate and share each other's audiences. Do you think that's still important today when it comes to uh, as a content creator? Definitely. And I'm so happy that you brought that up because when you were asking about the difference like here and there, I believe that like that's a determining factor that collaboration is what makes a difference. If you look at a lot of those folks who were a part of like the Vine time, like Vine space, yeah, um, King Batch, who is you know, spend his time in Canada. And he's like, in the U.S., he's like one of the number one Vine folks. But they work on each other's projects, like to the point where now they're making money from brand deals. But, hey, I'll come over and I'll video or I'll write the treatment or I'll be the actor. Like, that's the way stuff gets done. Because if you can build together long enough, that's the thing, too, is like, building that trust factor that somebody's not going to run off and do, which, you know, at the end of the day, it, it can might happen. It, it can happen. So you're just going to have to put your good vibes out there. <laughs> yeah. But by building, so then it's better to build together and grow something of value so that, you know, you can move on there. Because when Vine shut down, they just moved their stuff to YouTube and IG. And yeah. now they're crushing it. Comedy is like one of the number one content pieces. Think about how many, to, how easily people People share jokes. That's true. You know, so that's a space that folks can rule. So, you know, you have all these comedians here, like, go out. And there's a, um, a group that I just joined, um, the Toronto Video. Like, there's a Toronto Video Committee. I'll oh, share it. Yes, I'll please. share it with you. Yeah. And they, I think it was last weekend, they went out together and they were shooting you know, shooting because by coming together, it's like, oh, you have a different technique or we're practicing. That's another part of like, you've got to work at this consistently. And sometimes we just see people's glory on social, but just don't realize how much work they put in. But by having that community, it makes a difference. I've seen um, like Tristan Barracks. He has done some things. Tristan! (laughs) (laughs) He has had, you know, meetups and and getting together. I've seen him go south and go and do meetups like that. blowing up. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, that. Again, going back to taking that extra step, not waiting for stuff to come to you, but being able to go out and and get out of your head and be like, I'm going to ask. 
open your mouth. They say closed mouths don't get fed. Open your mouth. Can I, can I shoot with you? Like I, you know, people look at some folks, I'll say, look at maybe where I am right now. I still ask people, can I come shoot with you? Can I come? Because there's certain things that I might miss or because my brain is very much creative, but then also having as an entrepreneur, the business side of things. So I don't shoot every day. Mm. So by going to shoot with someone, that's going to help me with, you know, my gimbal. Ooh, so Emily with How She Hustles, she had an event on Thursday and it was a launch of the digital series of like women entrepreneurs in Canada. And the women who did her video, I saw them there and she was, I think it was either Terry, I'm, I'm, I think it might have been Terry. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a duo. Yes, I know. I know the, oh, yes, yes, right, yes. Here we I go. Just, <laughs> we're pulling out our phones. Right. Because that's what that we're about this life. Artist Touch Productions. Yes. Yes. So I don't know. I'm Remember, stalking y'all. We, we, that's, but that's a beautiful thing because that means that they've set a standard and they do great work. So I saw her with the gimbal and I no shame in the game. I went up to her and I was like. My gimbal game is not as strong as yours because your shots are so smooth. And and we had a great conversation. And out of that, there are so few people that come up to me sometimes, or I'm pretty sure them that are genuine and not trying to like be shady. Right. So I'm sure that they embrace that. And so many women, few, so few women videographers that we're happy to see somebody else in that space. So long and short, yes, collaboration <laughs> is important. So if you're trying to, again, shorten your learning cycle, somebody who can say, oh, and live streaming is something else that we do. So don't use that program because yes, you can use OBS, but the reliability of OBS, open broadcast system, the, you know, cuts down your learning curve and your ability to excel. Who's a, here's a question about collaboration. Yes. Um, just what do you think though is um, the time where you collaborate and there's moments where you like, do you feel with when it comes to collaboration, like you gave an example, like I'm at a place and then someone goes, Hey, um, Liberty, I want to learn about, like, I noticed you do video content creation, uh, can you show me how? Where's the line for you where you collaborate or share or you that or this is a moment where you're like, I'll show you, but you have to pay for it. Like what's the That's that's like that ongoing, ongoing battle. Yeah. It is so part of part of it for me is I look at like how much work people put in. And what I mean by that is like, hey Liberty, can you da 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 da? I typically always test people by asking them to do something. Hey, email me and dot, 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 dot. And rarely do people do that. Ricardo mentioned that too. So many people, yeah. If you are about your business, then I should have had a DM that was like, here's the links of what I've done so far. And then if I know that's something like an hour or like a quick conversation might solve, cool. Or if you are legitimately trying to add value. I think that's one of those determining factors when it comes to the collaboration. So, hey, Liberty, I've got a drone and I've got this and can we go flying together? Because then I will, we can do this something with this footage. You know, something like that is, you know, it shows that somebody is not really trying to take as much as they're trying to like collaborate is supposed to be symbiotic like mm. it's supposed to be a give and a take so ah. if somebody is is trying to take and taking is okay 
taking also costs because as we, depending on how long you've been listening to the podcast, it's been 20 years of learning that you're getting in that one hour. Yeah. So yeah. if you are, if it's a give and take situation, that's more of that collaboration. So I think that, cause I think what you made is a good point of people use collaboration and it isn't. Right. I think that's, that's what how it do you, is. How do you, and I guess that's the question. How do yeah. you differ, differentiate Colla- a moment where this is a true collaboration or based, like based on what they're asking, is this a collaboration or is this where I have to possibly tell this person fine but i'm going to charge you for my time right if they're taking if they are withdrawing from your knowledge from your skill set that is that cost so that's where it is they become a client or it's a consultation fee but if they are putting in and likewise you're pouring in that's collaboration Mm -hmm. we're poor in a way both pouring together in the glass in some shape or another. Yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. that's lesson message. <laughs> that's it. Oh man, we can, I can go on forever with you. I thank you so much for being here, for taking the time to come uh, all the way to, to Scarborough in the studio. I truly appreciate it. I can't wait to have you back on the show. I want to kind of talk about like, you know, marketing and, and video how to utilize marketing and yes, video content. So um, uh, but thank you again. Thank you. Always I a pleasure. And don't be shy to let me know on the next, uh, was it 100? Small, 100 small, small biz. Small yes. biz. Are you going to bring it to Toronto, you think? Uh, yes. Okay, because I want to be there. Awesome. I definitely want to check it out. Or it could be a black content creators collaboration. Girl, you see girl, how we did that? Get, you we know, I, I was going to say this off mic and you're like, listen, <laughs> this, here, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you already yes, had. thank you. It was it was an honor. Thank you so much for having me. So people can find you chosenmedia.co, not .com, chosenmedia.co. They can find you on IG, which is I am Liberty and or on another IG is your Go 100 Small Biz. Correct. Okay. And the link will be in the description as well. Thank you again, Liberty. Thank you. It's honestly a pleasure to meet you in person. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. Wasn't this an awesome combo? Do me a favor. Go on to Twitter. And if you go at I underscore am underscore Liberty, tweet her right now. Let her know what you thought of the show. Or you can visit her on Instagram, follow her on Instagram, I should say, at I am Liberty, or, and also follow her also on Instagram at Go100SmallBiz. Visit her website, chosenmedia.co. That's C H O Z E N media.co. Let her know how you found out about her feed, her services at Chosen Media, and YouTube content. Again, subscribe to the Black Canadian Content Creators Podcast and never miss a show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, or any other podcast players. And if you found value with this episode, I really appreciate a rating uh, or a review on iTunes or comment on any of your favorite podcast listening platform. Oh, and tell your friends, your family, or fellow content creators about the show. That will also help. Follow the show on all social media platforms, Black Canadian CC, and join the Facebook group. Just search on Facebook, Black Canadian.
Canadian content creators. All right, till next time. Bye. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute, I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah. Wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.